So hang on, you're well, well fuck my fuck my comedy inspirations. You can hear that anywhere. Your your flat your housemate took his dick out. Is that what you're saying? Oh like, no girl actually funny enough. No, she just decided. Oh, okay. <laughs> Again her, your flat your your housemate just flashed your tits, is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's basically what happened there. Like so she'd be she'd be glad to know she's featuring on the fucking podcast anyway. <laughs> And like, how 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 close are you in this house, mate? Like, because tip tip flashing level of friendship is a, a pretty, you know. Do you know what quarantine? You get to know people pretty quickly down here. <laughs> Absolutely, man. I gotta go to Dublin. Fuck this. I'm living in Oval with my mum. Am I getting no tits flashed in me? Not with that attitude, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back to another episode of Finterviews. I'm your host, Connor Finn, and this is a show where I get to chat to the most interesting people that I know. This week, I was delighted to be joined by the hilarious Aaron McCann. Aaron is an Irish stand-up comedian, content creator and podcaster known for his quick-fire culture humour that has seen him reach a global audience with his hilarious viral videos online. We chatted all about Aaron finding his feet in comedy, traveling across the states with his sellout shows, performing for Tyler the Creator, getting booed off a stage in London, and his dreams of hosting Family Fortunes, all while I tried to hold my nerve after getting flashed live on podcast. <laughs> Aaron was such a lovely, generous guest having the show, and honestly, such a pleasure to interview. He has some of the wildest stories that I've ever heard so far, so I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. So, Without further ado, please enjoy this latest episode of Finterviews with the hilarious Aaron McCann. Well, welcome back to another episode of Finterviews on the show this week. I'm delighted to have on the brilliant Aaron McCann. How's it going, Aaron? What's happening, mate? This is a great name for a podcast, by the way. Finterviews. <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. I mean, that's what, like, I, I think you're like the third guest to say. And honestly, like, I don't know why people more people like maybe this should be like my pro but start would be like first of all you have to compliment me before we get into the podcast just so that we're like an even playing field because i can't be gassing up the guests all the time do you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> it's it's great because like even like tim my uh dirt civil podcast co-host <laughs> he used to have his instagram name it's now the honest online coach because mm. like he has a business to run and stuff but you know when he was just timmy g from fitna he had it as Timstagram, and I still <laughs> mourn the loss of that Instagram name. I'm like, that is the best Instagram handle that ever existed. And now there's somebody out there using it, and they've no idea the power that they wield. Yeah, I know. My, my my favorite thing is like, do you ever see people that like write like DM like a celebrity yeah. DM someone being like, here, mate, can I have your handle because like you know. It's like someone's had an idea for a band yeah. and the name's been taken by like a book club by like four women in <laughs> Drum Quinn. And they're like, can we have this Instagram handle, please, for our band? And they're just like, nah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, no, but... Like the power that you wield with it, do you know what I mean? Like I remember even for my one, like I'm like caught at like 98 or whatever, I guess. Even I tried to update it recently to be like, oh, get some underscores, get a wee dot or whatever like this. No, no fucking way. Like, I, even Finterviews was taken. It's like, I have to say podcast and all like this shit. Do you know what I mean? Like, the boy just can't catch a break these days. I mean, pandemic again. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make it all online here. And yeah. nobody's making it easy for us, really. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's serious real estate in the Instagram 
Arsenal game. Like, if you can get an early... Hello? Oh, jeez. It just came up there. Your internet's unstable. And I was going, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this you is... want to start again? No, no, no. It's grander. Like, no, you're grand. <laughs> Do you know what? It's uh, it's literally because I'm actually down in Dublin at the moment. So it must, like, I'm chancing my arm between living with, like, five other housemates that we're all working from home now as well as you know what I mean fucking like I'm sure Arlene has something to do with like the zoom calls like between like you know north and south like but um yeah fuck that break shit we're just uh, <laughs> just chance my arm as much as I can here like <laughs> how do you find Dublin uh expensive as shit um but uh <laughs> but uh it, it's it's lovely to you know what i mean <laughs> to change your twitter to like where you're currently based um yeah no enjoying it to be in, in fairness now like um it beats me in i'm reggie from Armagh, like and uh yeah it's uh there, there's a bit more to do funny enough than being like out in the country <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but like yeah as well well i suppose not at the minute because everything's shut down but yeah, I, I didn't really think about that part whenever I came down here, but um, sure, we're, we're just running with it. If if anything, I'm just going off the clout that like I somehow I'm surviving down in Dublin. Like as well, when you go to a shop and somebody hears your accent, do you know what I mean? Never anywhere that I've ever been to has somebody greeted like a big Nordy accent with like such a nice accent. Other than whenever I come down here, I'm like fucking all right, guys. Here's here's a wee ego boost for me. Like this is sick. Won't get any shade at home. <laughs> like. But that, that's that's the hilarious thing is that everyone loves our accent except for us. <laughs> everyone loves it. And we're the, like the most self-loving country <laughs> of all time. We're like, we hate our accent. We hate our celebrities. We hate it all. We're just so, you know what I mean? We hate ourselves. And I feel like that makes us charming to everyone else. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I never really thought about it that way. But like, yeah, let's... <laughs> Hitting yourself is really the biggest charm that anybody can have. God, these disgruntled yeah, bastards. Like, God, love them. <laughs> yeah, because like a bunch of Americans would be like to me, they'd be like, oh my God, like you're so self-deprecating. Is that because you're like a comic? And I was like, no, it's because I'm from Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I am a child of the sea spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just go off of one, like everybody's just riddled with fucking like post like dramatic, like what's it like? What, what, what are they call like inherent trauma or something like that? Oh, there, there definitely has to be. That's what I think. That's like that ties into a bunch of shit. Like even our sense of humor. People talk about how dark the you know Northern Ireland specifically sense of mm. humor is. I think it definitely, of course, it would tie into. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think that's great. Exactly, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's got to it. Like so, might as well be these ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, I mean. Like, how old are you, like, fucking... Like, you're in your 20s, right? Uh, nobody told... I, I'm, like, 15, man. Oh, sweet. Well, this is, like... Yeah, this is completely illegal. No, no, I'm 22. Chris, Chris, Chris Hansen comes out behind you now with, like, a fucking... A plate of cookies. Uh, yeah. I just, like, a boy makes his way in Dublin, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, I, a few podcasts, you suck a few decks. Yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> he works hard for the money. <laughs> but here, first and foremost, I mean, speaking about comedy and all the rest of it, 
Aaron, maybe for the people that don't know you, uh, <laughs> who are they? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, <laughs> and like, can your background, like what you're known for? Because obviously you're a funny guy, but like, I wouldn't just say you're, you know, comedian because there's so other, many other ventures. I mean, podcaster, content creator. What would you kind of like, what you're known for, your kind of like background? Um, honestly, I would say, yeah, it's, it's pretty much stand up and then everything else is just like, you know, I enjoy doing them. I enjoy yeah. podcasting. I enjoy like making skits here and there, but it's all to feed the machine of stand up. It's like, yeah, come, come see me do stand up, you know, and stand up comedian for some reason is this thing now where it's like, it's not enough to just be really funny on stage. It's like, oh, you got to have a podcast. You got to fucking edit videos. You got to be putting stuff on YouTube. You got to be in the fucking stocks and you got to fucking, you know, it's like, it's just so weird. Yeah. There's so many like facets to it now. Yeah. That um, I don't think that anybody now can like make a career off just being really good on stage. Yeah, it's fucked. Like Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> literally everything that you're doing, just being like, this is just so you, you guys can actually pay for the shows. Like the rest of shit, you motherfuckers on Spotify, you're just getting for free. Come on, lads! Like sign up to Patreon. Don't make me start OnlyFans. Like <laughs> it's hilarious because like people, like I, I've had a few meetings with like a couple of agents and like. Hmm. It's it's never been like it's the only thing where like you meet an agent and you're like you know the first time I got a meet with an agent I was like calling my mom being like stop fucking peeling them spots because we don't have to live like this anymore I finally made it this is it right this is fucking it and uh, the guy essentially was like what do you want have you got any TV show ideas anything and I'm like no I want to do stand up. Yeah. What the fuck is you know? It's 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 this thing where it's like, I feel like people just get really good at it, so they can move on to the next thing. But like, I just want to do this. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's asking me like, yeah. So like, do you know what I mean? Family gowns. So like, uh, Aaron, like, what, what, what's up with the next thing? Like, are you are are you gonna get like uh like presenter next or like do you know what I mean? Like, are you gonna like be your own show? You're not still with the stand up, are you? Fuck off, mum. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, oh, really <laughs> you're, you're, I know you've been working away at stand up for years and years and years. And, you know, you've literally put yourself confidence. You've, you've drilled it down to where it's only like a little fragmentation and you're still holding on to this weed dream you've got. But I think we finally got it. We want you to host Total Wipeout next year. And you're like, what the fuck is you're like i mean Crazy. yeah yes but like come on that's also kind of like somebody kind of get a gig in limelight already fuck's it <laughs> to be fair i might host total wipeout that might be fun that might be that might be pretty fun yeah yeah you know what I mean? like, <laughs> total wipeout it's just when the like tally all like the fucking deaths over the last year do you know what i mean yeah you just get to host and take the rip out of everyone um but like <laughs> i suppose you're kind of mentioned there obviously comedy is like what you're known for and like what you're obviously your passion is and all these other kind of avenues have kind of came from this but when you like i suppose i would initially know you for doing you know like culture in america those kind of videos of you going around doing the vox ops and streets like that's what i remember like even just uh like seeing you like on facebook or like coming up on twitter and stuff like this but like when that's obviously not like where you just start you're like hi i'll start in america see how we end up but like wh- where did you first like get into comedy like was always something that you'd always gravitated towards and had like a passion for or like 
was there ever potentially like another path in mind? Like there's, there's not another like life where you were going to be like a chemist. Is there or like, <laughs> no, I think, I think most comedians get into doing stand up because they literally suck at everything else that they've <laughs> ever done. Uh, uh, and I, I also don't know if like, I don't know a bunch of guys who like have that story that would sound good on Oprah or something where it's like, you know, I was just, I was just watching live at the Apollo at the age of seven and just thought, Oh, what it would, what a dream it would be to be on the stage in front of all the people. I said, no, most people like fell into this because they realized that they have a personality type where they can't sit in an office and do what they're fucking told. (laughs) So like for me, it was, I, I like, I fell into it totally by accident because I got asked to host my secondary school formula awards and I remember initially turned it down and it was just one of those things where it was like, I'd never saw it in myself, but like other people had been like, we think you'd be good at this. Like you should do this hosting this formula awards. And then it kind of made me go, all right, well, I'll see what they think is there. And Mm. I went and hosted it and just remember like, you know, people talk about, you know, stand up being like an addiction where it's like, that's your first like head of it when you're on stage and you get the laughs and stuff. And then from there, I was just like, well, this, I, I love this, like, but I'll probably never get to recreate this. This is a very, you know, this is yeah. a very, hopefully I'll never have to do my school formal awards ever again, you know? So, um, God, the, the actual, the image of that actually is making me queasy, but, uh, yeah. So I, I was just like, all right, that was a cool experience. And yeah. now we move on and maybe we look back fondly at that when we're like in our seventies or something, but then. Uh, unfortunately i ended up going to a comedy club uh and i met colin Geddes in in asda and oma and yeah. i'm pretty sure when i went up to him i called him barry not ashamed of it uh <laughs> but i went up to him was like hey man i'm really interested in getting involved in stand-up like do you know how i could get involved mm. and he was just like yeah there's a local club in your town you should for sure like get in contact with him mm. so i did and then my first gig was supporting him at the same club dailies and oma yeah so and i've just been doing it ever since i love it you know so it's just like i think i'm very lucky to have found something that you know i enjoy doing and that that i've been doing for so long now that there is opportunities to you know monetize you know Mm. i don't think anyone gets into stand-up to make money but I think that, Shocking. you know, primary, it's always just the love of doing it. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you just kind of go, right. You know, I'm starting to sell tickets. I'm starting to get my name out there, but more like this actually could be a career. Crazy yeah. enough. I, I always do think it's funny as well. Like kind of, some of the kind of comedian stuff I've charged beforehand. It's like, <laughs> it all, like, it kind of starts like that, like kind of, like we're kind of chatting before this, like, you know, the, like, Irish mentality of the kind of like oh like oh nobody like really wants to get too high up on their horse because everybody's being like oh you know know your fucking station that kind of way and so I kind of like tripping over being like no I'm, I'm fucking good at this shit like you know what I mean like I, I can actually go into this and it's hilarious like some of the ones as well have all kind of mentioned about like getting in contact with like or like fi- running into Colin Guess like in some way and he's managed to just pimp them out into this I feel like he's uh <laughs> the pimp for the comics of like Northern Ireland like. <laughs> Oh, definitely. Because like, I, I feel like the whole every the the whole resurgence of stand up in the past like decade, it can all be tied back to get us in some way. So yeah. I absolutely 
think that, yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't Mark- tell him that too many times because no. he is the ego of Kanye West, but you know, I, I definitely <laughs> do think it's true. And I tell him that a couple of times. You know. So I mean, you were out there, you know, uh realized you had no other skills and skill forming was your peak and you just kind of ran with it from there. But I suppose like as well, I think there's like a particular thing when like um obviously people get their different kind of styles of stand-up, whatever like this. I think a lot of people take a lot from their fucking like their hometowns and their upbringings like do you know what I mean there's a lot of community that like graphs shit into kind of like what weird shit that you're into today like but like I know is there any like inspiration like behind your humor your like your like un- comedy like or your content like because don't know it like it ranges a wee bit like you have like um obviously the whole culture in America like these kind of different like stop the world podcast stuff like this but then you also you know what I mean you're able to like translate that into other things as well i don't know if there's anybody that's like influenced you or any i know you've just been like as you said like it's just like fucking crack cocaine as soon as you get up on the stage you're being like yeah i want to be funny yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i I didn't really get any of my comedy influences until i started doing comedy so like the first like year and a half i had no fucking idea what i was doing like i shouldn't have done that stage and i remember you're just doing crime like i was 17 you know (laughs) I, I was 17 and I was like, you know, why is nobody taking me seriously? Like, I'm not getting booked at these clubs and whatnot. Mm. And now, 26, I look back and I'm like, well, I wouldn't want to fucking listen to a 17 year old. Like, <laughs> yeah, like that's... have you spoke to a 17 year old recently? You know what I mean? A teenager's hot. Draining. <laughs> a teenager's hot tech in the world. Yeah, well, like, I'll tell you something about my story in life. Like... <laughs> yeah, and they're, and they're going through, like, they're like, we, like, oh, they're too cool for their parents and they're embarrassed for their parents' face. And I'm still they're listening there. to Limp Biscuit in their rooms. And <laughs> yeah. Having great. My nephew asked me the other week. My nephew's like uh, 18, right? And he turned to me the other week and asked if I was a frigid. And I was like, listen here, you eat two pube having cunt. Like, you think now you're a fucking belly big boss. I seen you be born. Never forget that. I seen you be born. Don't come around here singing dick now because you blew out 18 candles in your cake. Piece of shit. And then he turns around, yeah, but you didn't answer the question. You're like, enough of the fucking interrogation. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Go to to Twitter with everybody else my own age. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But no, there wasn't really anybody. It was you kind of just like learned from it, like obviously getting up in those kind of situations and uh just kind of like grafting through it. Like there was nothing like in particular or like do you know what I mean? Like no. Well now it's like now it's like guys like you know, Dave Chappelle is obviously the greatest of all time. That's my favorite comedian. Guys like Gerard Carmichael, guys like Bill Burr, Tom Segura, um like Doug Stanhope, <laughs> I, I Daniel Sloss. I like comedians that like um, I, I feel like I have like a bit of a switch in that. I'm, are you okay? You having a stroke or what is that? <laughs> so just to put in reference as well, where I am at the situation, I was genuinely listening there and I looked out my window. That's why like, I'm kind of getting blind by the light. And I was like, God, there's a bit of shade just came up there. Uh, one of my housemates was very nicely just trying to entertain me while I was trying to do a fucking podcast by flashing it. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry there. Uh, I mean, God, I wish. Sign on your. Well, well, fuck my fuck my comedy inspirations. You can hear that anywhere. Your your flat, your housemate took his deck out. Is that what you're saying? Oh no, girl. Actually, funny enough, no, she just said it. Okay. (laughs) 
Again. Your, flash, your, your housemate just flashed your tits. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's basically what happened there. Like, so she'll be, she'll be glad to know she's featuring on the fucking podcast. Anyway. <laughs> and like, how, how, how close are you in this housemate? Like, because tit, tit flashing level of friendship is a, a pretty, you know. Do you know what? Quarantine, you get to know people pretty quickly down here. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, I gotta go to Dublin. Fuck this. I'm living in Oma with my mum. I'm not getting no tits flashed at me. Not with that attitude, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Anyway, I'm getting tits flashed for me. You're getting flashed at Dave Chappelle. I mean, obviously, do you know, <laughs> this, it's like, where the fuck did I go off this interview now? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's talk more detail about the tits. Let's just try that. <laughs> so what do we want? Like kind of like a uh, circumference or what? Like, like how do I paint a picture for listeners? Like, <laughs> oh, Jesus. No, but like, I mean, yeah, obviously that's where you kind of came from this like background, but like um, as well, like what the fuck are you talking about? You're so flustered right <laughs> now. It's hilarious. <laughs> You probably thought, like, yeah, I'll have this. You probably were telling your housemates, like, yeah, I'm really going in with this interview podcast and type thing. And, like, that literally is you're trying to, like, get your shit going. Your housemates are like, well, here's what I got your interview podcast. Just get some Yeah, this has turned into a very different Zoom call. Like, yeah, well, I'm so jealous. <laughs> but I suppose, yeah, like, We've kind of gone on from there, but like before this, maybe, maybe I'll just fucking skip on to the next one because honestly, I, I don't even know where I'm go- talking anymore. It's okay. Like, it's I okay. Just, I just did a, I just, just did a hot second. But like, I suppose like before this, like maybe career in comedy, performing, all the rest of it, you're kind of saying that like you knew that like this was the only thing that like you were going to do or like kind of once you got that hook of it, obviously doing school formal, you're like fucking, this is a life for me. But like before this, did you ever have any, like, character-building, I suppose, jobs that, like, you know, maybe informed the humour or, like, kind of content that you put out today? I find that uh, usually uh, everybody, yeah, has, like, kind of grown up um, some shitty jobs that really like to humble them enough or, like, get them to a point where they're kind of like, mm, never going to fucking do that in my life again. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to get a... I'm moving to London in July. I'll be getting a shitty job, like, literally... It's in my future, you know. <laughs> so this isn't like I, character building. You're like this is character p- progression, really. Like. No, I'm, I, I am currently building said character, and I think <laughs> I think it's good. I, I, you can like tell when you're interacting with somebody who's never worked a job they've hated. And, oh, you know, they're harmless people. They're genuinely harmless people. But like, if you've ever watched someone in a, if you take someone to a restaurant, right? And you see someone like pipe up or like just act like a dick. You're like, I know for a fact you've never served a table in your life. And oh. it shows. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, I've actually had some like guests on this. We mention it, but like, like once I've kind of put this like question to you before as well. I'm like, yeah, like, did you ever do anything? Because I'm like, I'd always bring up, sure, I was fucking working in the strawberry fields when I was a wee boy. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, thought my step up was working fucking dominoes. Little did I know, I was like, uh, not even making enough to fucking earn a pint an hour. Like, here's me at like 16. <laughs> like, that's all I had in my mind. But like, ever since then, like, as soon as I got any kind of office job, I'm like, this is it, lads. This is it. Chant these ones that have like, oh yeah, how'd you get to where you are? I suppose there must have been some struggle. I know. I feel like expect everybody else to have had some, you know, 
little bit of kind of like struggle in life and they're like no like i i, I just like a, a full national radio presenter now but like yeah like it's funny just how it happened you're like i'm trying not to judge but like you bastard <laughs> but I, I i don't i don't i honestly don't think like it'll show in some like aspect of their character because like even people that are way too sensitive online like the most yeah. quiet people be talking the biggest amount of shit in twitter <laughs> you know and like they're talking about like you know using this term or like you know saying this word or this could be insensitive 15 years later and it's like Mm. i know for a fact you've never heard a group of chefs (laughs) because if you did you would understand that like People like a lot of it is like coping too, you know. Oh, like people are in jobs, they 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 fucking hate, and they're like the the humor. Therefore, is like just wild as shit because it keeps their day like turning over, you know. <laughs> just inappropriate as fuck. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah, yeah. But like yourself, like have you? I suppose I'm guessing you've worked in a the kitchen then. <laughs> yeah, I waited. I worked. In, I worked in the spa, I worked in B&M Bargains, love a good, you know, franchise shop. Um, <laughs> Where the corporate lo- conglomerates can really just batter the shit out of you. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Thrive. Um, I'm, a, I'm a great person on the tills, I will say that. Stacking shelves, not so much, you know, I get complacent, I get uh, kind of... <laughs> Well, I, I need I need to have the tasks there, like one customer after the other, just yeah. going by. I need that like consistency. Otherwise, I'll just like think too much and then be like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" Like, let's just get out of here. Um, and then I quit. That's what usually happens. Then I quit. Um, I have an existential crisis and I quit. Uh, but no, like I, I I think that that's really important. Like I even there, you'll read about will smith made his son jaden who like is just you know the wildest mind of all time like, yeah, he's yeah. A, he, he thinks he's a fucking table or something he thinks he's like a mahogany <laughs> table from ikea um and then everyone's like oh hey it's, he's just quirky and it's like no this this child's cooked the goose um but uh like i think that I think that it's really important. Um, I, I think it's important as well to have lived like a life before anything creative wise. Yeah. Because yeah. like Ricky Gervais, I always cite him as an example is like that guy didn't get famous till he was like 40. And yeah. again, it shows because he's the most down to earth, you know, human being. He doesn't get too excited by anything. He doesn't like take the internet too seriously, which I mm. think is a big thing nowadays as well. Um, and he's just like, and it's because of the fact that the guy spent, you know, uh, like 20, 15, 20 years of his life working in like fucking jobs where he was like, yeah, this is shit, but this is what I do. And that's it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's like, I don't know. I kind of always just put to the fact of like, do you know what I mean? I feel like you always get chucked in situations and it's not until like, you know what I mean? You're just kind of like, right, I just need some fucking like money to do me over for a while. And you're like, whatever, not really worried about it. But it's not until you kind of reflect back on some things and then you kind of go like, Jesus Christ, it's like, fucking hell, how did I like, <laughs> like, there's one story that I usually tell when I'm drunk and um, it's whenever I was, uh, I used to be a waiter as well for ages. But um, found out, I was in there for three years. I didn't have the cap on to realize I'm horrendous at waiter and like really bad at waiting. Great with people, don't get me wrong. But it's like, I felt bad for charging people for food. So I'd be like, 
like tried like just like do around the tills and stuff and be like Connor why are you losing money and I was being like oh I just don't understand boys I'm like <laughs> not made for the service industry but like I mean I feel like there's some of the situations as well as well as just you know getting some real world fucking like views around yourself you just get chucked in some weird fucking ones like I had to serve this was like imagine like a golf kind of club big restaurant thing right Sunday end of a big Sunday car right as all wiping up and next thing like and I'll never forget it because I remember coming back home and what my once asked me it's like what'd you get up to today and it wasn't until it ha- happened that I was like oh yeah no just just after I was cleaning up there was a group of about 30 deaf people came in that nobody warned me about and I had to serve them all and try to like understand it and the one that was actually leading them around was a bit late and so I had to like try to move around but she when I tried to point her down to where I'd like got the rest of the crowd to go she uh, walked into a window. Turned out she was partially blind. So it was literally the blind fucking, you know, leading the deaf. It was like some of those things you can't write. And I won't tell you around the rest of it because it gets a bit like too intense. And I feel like I get a little bit of PTSD. Like, do you know what I mean? You see me fucking freaking out when I've seen somebody flashing at me. Try to get me to tell the story for a few pints. And I'm like, and, and this is what happened. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose, yeah. do you know what I mean? There's some kind of fucking stories that you're like, I feel like just dealing with general public as well for comedians. It kind of puts you, you know, gives you, I, I suppose, a lot of kind of stamina to go into this field where you're literally being thrown up on stage and be like, right, fucking survive or like people are going to like slag shit out of you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I think too, when you do something like waitering, it exposes you to the fact that a lot of people are cons. And... <laughs> And your life is essentially like that's that's a lesson. That's a life lesson that you don't learn from school. Is like there are some people, and genuinely from the moment they're born to whenever they kick it, are just programmed to be a cunt. And that's how they live their life. That's how they get their kicks. You get your kicks from doing these interviews and stuff. I get my kicks from being on stage. Some people get their kicks from being a cunt, and they're really good at it. <laughs> and so, if you and if you've never experienced somebody like that, you are the cunt, like. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I wanna, I wanna know if if you've went through life and you haven't been exposed to a cunt, like where do you live? I wanna live there. It sounds like paradise. You know. But then it, it makes you, it makes you grateful then for like people who are genuinely like. I feel like with stand up, you meet so many people. Like you meet so many fucking people. And I feel like all my friends who are comedians are very good judges of character yeah, because yeah. they've met so many people and like came across so many personality types that I'm like, oh yeah, like for sure, if I was going out with someone, uh, I would want her to meet all my friends in comedy first so they can give <laughs> me the hard truth about who she is. Because, you know, sometimes you've got the rose-tinted glasses on. Yeah. Uh, and uh, maybe she has a lazy eye. Like, Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just see somebody point it out. Exactly. A lazy eye is a bit harsh. I was thinking more, you know, is she manipulative? Is she, you know, <laughs> she maybe cast a little bit? And you're just like, yeah, I mean, a lazy eye is just that's what makes my dick soft. And you know what, fair pity for being so open. <laughs> Yeah, I did con- kind of like conscious, like consciously stare here when I just heard back as soon as I said it, and it's like a like a little second silence. I feel like that's why I'll never be able to do stand up, and that's why I have to talk to people on the internet because, like, oh, Jesus Christ, you could you still see me just squirm back and be like, oh, I fucked up, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> 
Connor never stands behind any of the words that he says. No. <laughs> that's why he records nah, and chucks them online. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely it. Like, I feel like you're putting those situations where, I mean, you have no other choice but to be like, you're conf- confronted with so many personalities. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could say the same, but like, um, I mean, I don't even know if my friendship groups are <laughs> trustworthy enough. If they can be, if I'm a good ju- judge of character for like who I surround myself with, let alone that them judge who should be around. Like, <laughs> well, so far from the window I've seen into your life, you surround yourself <laughs> with uh, <laughs> nudists. <so> far, like... <laughs> yeah, don't tell mom though. <laughs> I suppose, um, as well as doing, like, you know, with everything that's going on, obviously, stand-up is a fucking horrendous time for anybody in the entertainment sector and anything that is live events going around, just in general, like, enjoying themselves outside, um, except for nudists, they're having a great time. But what maybe, like, does, like, an average day, I don't know if there is anything or if this is a horrendous question because it's lockdown and you're like, clearly, there isn't any kind of average day that I'm up to because I'm chatting to you right now but like is there kind of like a day-to-day thing that you go from because like even from doing all the podcasts and like even like the different content that you put out like you haven't seemed to have like slowed down at all over this last year it seems to have been pretty just like flinging stuff out like constantly which I just Um, like I can't relate with in a way, I, I feel like the internet is a lot of smoke and mirrors. Like, so you mm. know, you, you know, I, I this is the thing with Instagram is that you can literally create what people perceive you as. So, mm. like, say for example, if I if I took a notion today, right, and I was like, <laughs> I want people to think of me as a guy who reads, you know, yeah, I can go. Monday, upload a picture of a fucking book with like four pages in and a coffee beside it, right? Yeah. And then, like, just put some random bullshit caption, like, uh, you know, reading time or self care or something. And mm. I swear to God, the next time that you see people, they'll be like, oh, so I see you're doing a bit of reading. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I just took a picture of it. I didn't read a fucking page. You know, so, I'm illiterate. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just think. Uh, so once I appreciate that, uh, I haven't like been crazy, but like I have the podcast every week with him, and like mm. I enjoy doing that. But at the end of the day, if you break it down into what it is, it's me catching up with a friend. So yeah, there's no real admin there or like anything like that. Um, although what I will say is we have uh, started like doing. We're trying to basically do like a, a clothing brand. So we've put out like Dirt Civil clothing mm. and like we've done like a hoodie and it's sold and we're working on like designs and shit like that. So there is definitely things that I don't think I would have paid attention to if it hadn't been locked down. But then mm. also as well, like I want to I wanna fucking make vlogs in the future. I want to, you know, put more content out there. I feel like mm. um, one thing that lockdown made me think about was the fact that I feel like before maybe last year i was very like overly sensitive to like negative feedback or criticism Mm. um and now i feel like i'm finally in a place where i'm like i genuinely don't care like i'm I'm making this (laughs) stuff because i want to make it yeah and i get to meet cool people from doing it and i enjoy it i really enjoy like doing it so why would i let some fucking dickhead rob me (laughs) from that you know what i mean because they don't like it you know Mm. So I, I think 
I think it's it's definitely allowed me to have some introspection and sort of make a game plan for when things are opening back up again. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And yeah, I suppose like as well, like from like obviously this like your kind of plans and stuff like this, like has there been like any major like standout moments that I suppose like obviously those are your plans for the future, but like anything that's kind of came from the past, like like has there been any kind of moments that like from kind of getting into this like whole thing of like you know comedy stand-up like that you maybe never kind of thought could have happened otherwise like do you find that like looking back that you're already being like oh jesus christ can't believe you did that like i mean maybe the kind of turnaround that you've done or like i know my jama kind of like you know getting talked with you on twitter like i, I don't know <laughs> um i think for me still like the coolest moment that's happened and there's been I've been very lucky and I've been very fortunate to have like a few real things where I'm like, fuck, I'll remember this forever. You know what yeah. I mean? And like the Ulster Hall with my mates, that was crazy. Like getting to do a tour and like coming to all these places over here and like meeting people who are there for my show. Like that's insane. And it's still, yeah. it doesn't compute with me necessarily <laughs> every single time. So when I'm doing it, I'm like, the whole time I'm just like, this is fucking great. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm just so, I'm very, I, I, I'm very uh, grateful for everything that I get to do. And, mm. I, and I really appreciate like the small shit as well. And I think I used to get too wrapped up in like goals and like where I wanted to be. But at the end of the day, I enjoy the process of it. I enjoy right now. I enjoy the fact that I'm spending my afternoon chatting to you over Zoom about you know, the shit that I've been doing, essentially, you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, fun. Yeah. It's a, it's, <laughs> and it's allowed me to do it. So, but I, I think my, my, my favorite moment definitely is um, when I managed to get Tyler, the creator to come watch me do stand up. That was like, like craziest shit that's ever happened. <laughs> and that also instilled, um, that completely instilled self-confidence in myself because <laughs> I was like, well, if, if I can make that happen, if I can fly, if I can be a, a boy from Oma, County Tyrone, who <laughs> takes out a bank loan to fuck off LA in the hopes that rapper Tyler, the creator, will come watch him perform. And, and it happens. How the fuck can you tell me that I can't do something? you know what I mean and and I always thank him for that I always thank him for that because it's 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 a case of something that you know didn't seem like a big deal for him changed my whole outlook on life so that's why I think if you're in a position where you know people uh if you're in a position where you know there's so many people that are influenced by you then Mm. you should always take the time out or you know Mm. every so often obviously you can't fucking go to Tyler, the creator, can't go to fucking my nephew's uh, flute recital. Do you know what I mean? But, yeah, he hasn't, res- he hasn't responded to my DM for the podcast yet. Like, fucking yeah. hell, Tyler. Like, what the fuck you at? Like, you're at home, man. <laughs> <laughs> fucking wind your neck in. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I, I just think, like, that to me is, if you're asking coolest moment, that there, personally for me, I, I don't know if that can be topped. Yeah, I suppose like where can you go from here? I mean, like, <laughs> like after Tyler Creator, like, I mean, you're you're pretty much kind of like 
Ah, thing, but like, <laughs> <laughs> so this, it's just all been downhill from there, really, is what you're saying. Like, yeah, I mean, essentially, I mean, I mean the bar's that low. You're on this fucking podcast, like, so I mean, things really aren't <laughs> looking that fucking far up for you. <laughs> but like, has there even been like any major like, like? I suppose that probably is like your best, you know, gig that you've ever done. But like, has there been even like any gigs that like you, you know, surprised you like how good they were? Because I I always kind of find it funny whenever it's like, you know, like you said, doing like big, huge arena gigs. Like, do you know what I mean? Like Ulster Hall and stuff like this. Like, and then it's the ones that those ones stick out in the mind for like that. I was shitting myself and I can't believe I did it. But then it's like people talk about like doing this some random one for like a camogie club and like, Bally Vogue or something like that and they're kind of being like I just fucking killed it like that <laughs> yeah yeah I mean there's a couple like you find yourself especially at the start you know you'll you'll say yes to anything because you're like yeah. I just want the stage time and you just end <laughs> up like doing the most random fucking like parts of the parts of the country where you're like do people actually like live here like there's running water <laughs> in this area <laughs> You know, and but but they end up being fucking great because you know nothing really comes out there and shit, and then the whole town gets behind it. Like we did a perfect example, right? We did a gig in Raffin Island, right? And it was fucking. Actually, hang on, that was shit. That was. <laughs> I was about to be like first foremost, like who books for a gig and be like yeah like the, the kids are really looking you know they're like they, they don't want to come into the mainland you just have to go out to them like what's <laughs> the, the gig itself was not great uh but it's the friends we made along the way that counts <laughs> and i had a great time in raffle island <laughs> I love Ralph and uh, Island. Yeah, we're actually 90% of this podcast all from Ralph and Island. So, yeah, you don't want to be cancelling those bastards off. They'll, like, be cutting, you know, off the Wi-Fi and everything. Yeah. Dude, the, the, the puffin section? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, no. Come on. <laughs> don't fuck Dude, with puffins. <laughs> puffins and one pub and, like, no neighbours? I think they've got it sussed. They... <laughs> They know what the crack is. Yeah, who needs being be in Dublin getting flashed while you're doing a podcast? Honestly, you know what I mean? World's your oyster. But I suppose, like, maybe this leads quite nicely into, like, the next kind of one that I was going to ask. Like, have there been any kind of, like, horror stories, I suppose, that, like, came from being in this, like, industry where, like, I mean, maybe one of them is that's, like, similar to kind of, like, myself, where all you need is, like, somebody be like, oh, you can't, like, venues close, and you're like, right, what the fuck happened to, like, our life and our job like because it's so reliant on that but have there been any like major horror stories other than you know the raffle island gig well let that one go that like kind of <laughs> came from doing this kind of like career that you maybe didn't think like uh, you haven't had anybody famous that you've loved come up to and be like you're a piece of shit like tyler creator is like his greedy came to show and then he told me that he hated me <laughs> yeah well to be fair dude that, that i i watched that video like quite recently because yeah. uh, because I was drunk and it was two a.m. and I was <laughs> and I was like, let me take a look at when life was pretty sweet around here, you know, and uh, like watched it and ooh, dude, the material oh. is rough, dude, and like the comment section is so nice. It's like, what the fuck? This kid deserved way more. This is hilarious, and I'm yeah. like, no, I didn't. I got exactly what was deserved for the material. <laughs> that I was doing. I deserved the tumbleweed. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, like uh, I, I don't know horror stories from any particular gigs. Um, I mean, have you ever been like booked for something and you've been like, "Why am I in the middle of a restaurant doing a stand-up gig?" Like, do you know what I mean? Or like, I mean christenings or funerals i know a dj that literally has on his website that'll do christenings communions and funerals so like uh... <laughs> i mean i would like i would like a dj at my funeral i think that's pretty good you know like say like all right guys first off it's it's ham sandwiches and then we're gonna get like i don't know like one of them shine djs uh <laughs> It's what he would have wanted, you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to play bits and pieces. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bits and pieces, after this, uh, the cremation ceremony will be happening. <laughs> so. so enjoy your finger food in here for the next bit. And, uh, <laughs> there's, tea and Mar- <laughs> there's tea and Mary's afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I suppose that's probably a good sign that like nothing's come to mind first and foremost. Do you know what I mean? Like, I suppose that's kind of like that's that's probably the best case scenario. If you haven't really had anything that's been too fucking horrendous, that you're not instantly going, yeah, man. I've had I've had quite a fucking few horror stories now. <laughs> I mean, I've had I've had I've had plenty of shitty gigs, like plenty, but like none that like it was like a particular like weird yeah. environment or anything. I've been I've been booed off stage. You know what I mean? Really. So, Oh yeah, I got booed off stage. I got booed off stage at the comedy store in London. They have a thing called the the King Gong Show. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. Like, um, like it, you're just like set up to fail, dude. It's a fucking bunch of hyenas, like, <laughs> like just a bunch of pink faced brags and voting cunts, and <laughs> and you're like up there, and they're like encouraged to heckle the whole time. They're like oh, encouraged to like, be vocally involved with the show. So here I am, like two years deep into it, and I get like heckled by a stag guy, and I can't remember what I said. I do believe a famine joke was used, um, but uh, yeah, and then I just got booed, and I was like, "Well, fuck this place, then," you know. <laughs> but but like, uh, I I think now I would actually like to do it again and see how it fell out because I was so young at the time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, but I suppose, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I like just can't imagine, like, you know, being in those situations where you're just being like, do you know what I mean? Try to do your best, and then just in an environment where people are actively just being like, go for yourself, like, <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? like I get that enough from home anyway. That's why I fucking moved out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I suppose as well, you kind of touched on it a wee bit beforehand there, and like, um. But like, I suppose, are there any like, like big kind of goals that like you want to kind of do? I know you said like vlog and stuff like this, but is there any kind of like major, like, you know, fucking bucket list things that you still want to take off that you haven't yet? That I suppose, because for me, looking at it, I'm kind of like, do you know what I mean? You're like everything that you've done quite far. Anybody, as you said, on the outside looking in, be like, fuck, that looks sick. But for yourself, you just want to be able to like keep doing the stuff like and keep doing stand up as or is there... I mean, total wipeout. We all mentioned it. Might as well fucking say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. If I was, if I was actually like, just kind of clock out and be like, all right, you know, I'm gonna make down my retirement money from this. Mm. Um, I've been very vocal about this, you know, and uh, I'm hoping that the law of attraction can work its wonder in this. But I want to be the host of 
family fortunes. That's what I want. That's what I want. I mean, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. (laughs) I want to be the guy that says, our survey says, I want it all. I want all that shit. I want it all. Mate, I but, said set, set your sights high, but like, come on, geez, with Henry. <laughs> but to be serious, to be serious, my actual goals are way more outrageous than that, I think. Like, oh, uh, go on. <laughs> like, honestly, like, I think um, people are kidding themselves in this field if they don't say that they want to have a Netflix special. And I'm yeah. like, I want to have, I want to have a Netflix special. I want to do Live at the Apollo I want to fucking, and not even like, like to me, it's, it's like, if you do those things, then, you know, you're, if I could just do online shit and sell out wherever I wanted to go, then I would be like, all right, well then yeah, fuck those things. But like, I've seen, I've seen people that have their whole career made off the fact that they have one Netflix special. And I'm like, just by doing this one thing, this person now gets to spend the rest of their days doing the thing that they love to do. And obviously there's other avenues to go down. Yeah. But like, um, so yeah, I think fuck it. Why not swing, take a swing, go for it all. Why the fuck not? Um, I think the Northern Ireland comedy scene is like massively slapped on, like massively slapped Mm. on. We have so many really good comedians over here. And I feel like in the next the next five years is going to be very interesting. I feel like. Fuck, fair enough. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, what what a step up from like I want to like host Family Fortune to be like I want to fucking terminate this whole thing. <laughs> I want to own but, it all. <laughs> but, like I, but like that's just me. Like that's just me spitballing. But like to be truthfully, I'm not. To be truthfully, I'm not like I don't like make my life narrative around any yeah. of those things i'm just like yeah. if they come to me you know fantastic uh, yeah. and i'll work like i'll work at a rate where i'm like i feel like maybe it could be achievable at some stage hmm. but at the same time it's like if you don't get any of these things and you don't like measure yourself worth on it you know yeah, like yeah, i'm yeah. just i i enjoy right now like i'm happy right yeah. now you know <laughs> So I don't... I, you don't have to convince could, me. It's okay. It's, I, I, yeah. <laughs> no, I I'm really happy. <laughs> I, I could get... I could, like... Hard as long friend. as I can keep doing... <laughs> as long as I can keep doing the thing, it's like, fuck it. That's the main shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm here. I'm very conscious just of the time that's almost been an hour with you and I always feel like keeping people over the hour. But just before we go, I wondered if you play a very quick word association game with me so throughout this i was trying to like no oh, sign like little words whatever like this now do you know what it's nothing you know it's it's, it's just things i've been writing down like they may or may not mean anything but are you trying to first... are you trying to get me cancelled here absolutely yep <laughs> i mean you can only go up once you you know hit rock bottom so like we're close enough to the grind i might as well just pull you underneath <laughs> but basically i've just kind of written down some things because funny enough i actually do try to do some research before i get my guests um, nice but yeah yeah i know shock horror um, but just before we go i was wondering whatever i've just kind of got a list of words whatever comes to your mind whatever just happened able to go with that are you are, are you up for playing it yeah go ahead <laughs> you're like fuck all right <laughs> none of them are taking the battle that's where okay but right so we'll go as whatever comes it could be a word it could be a phrase 
But uh, we'll just kick things off with nice easy one. Oma. Jam. <laughs> My Jama. Right. <laughs> Stop the world. Let me off. That's <laughs> happy you did that one. Uh, America. Oh, come on. <laughs> really? Zero small talk. Zero small talk. Yeah. Well, well um, maybe in the opposite end, Belfast. <laughs> the, the, the best... Uh, the, hang on. Let me, I'm very bad at articulating on the spot. Sometimes this is why this game is like my nightmare. Um, uh, and I'm on a great But I'm enjoying it though. Uh, <laughs> It's the best, like... It's a word association. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Nobody from it, Belfast going to cancel you. <laughs> no, it's the, be- it's the best humour for, like, a single city. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's such got... It's got its own branded thing all oh, together. Yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buckfast. Uh, fortified wine. Tonic. <laughs> uh, Robbie McShane. Legend. And uh, also underrated. Very underrated. Um, Arma. Marketplace Theatre. And uh, whatever that restaurant is opposite it. It's delicious. <laughs> and finally, interviews. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I don't trust what you're about to fu- say what you're going to say there, man. <laughs> Is this the whole part of this game to like get me in the flow of like saying nice things and then you're like, and uh, finally my own podcast. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I got you to say my hometown, so I'm like, I've got to use my podcast as well. As well, I just run out of things to say. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can leave uh, a blank if say, you want. No, I would say fantastic host. You're, you're oh. very, very good at this. Here, I'll take it. I'll take it anyways. And if not, I'll just set it out and say something that you used earlier to beef myself up. But here, nice. Aaron, Jenny, I said this at the start of the podcast, but like, thank you, Jenny, for, I mean, coming on to this. I realise that I'm literally still there's some weekend, like DM people in today. be like, you want to fucking chat to me? And especially when it's kind of like last minute or people that like, you know, you enjoy your, their content, enjoy your humour, that you're like, I really actually want to chat this person. Like, it kind of makes, like, do this podcast worthwhile because, I know, it's great kind of putting this bits together, but, like, I mean, it kind of just drives me a bit forward more as well when people actually do get back and they're like, yeah, I'll chat to you, mate. So, no, Jenny, thank you so much for coming on. For, if anybody wants to keep up with the stuff that you're doing and then the rare occasion that somebody has found you through me, like, I don't know. <laughs> if, if there's any kind of nudists out there or any kind of, like, voyeurs that like to, you know, flash in the windows, <laughs> where can they get in touch and where can they follow you? What's the best, best places to find you? Uh, go to my Instagram, McCann Comedy, and my YouTube, just Aaron McCann. Aaron McCann. Sweet. Well, here, sir, Jay, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. And um, if your day um, has anything else from this, um, just uh, just enjoy that you see, got to witness me just getting flashed and, uh, you know, lose my shit in the podcast. That was, that was a highlight. That was, that was great. a highlight. Yeah. I mean, my li- highlight as well. Now I just got to go upstairs and be like, do you want, like, like how do I handle this? But here, <laughs> have a good one then. Anyways, mate. All right. You too, mate. Thanks a million. Keep doing this. <laughs> all right. Cheers. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Finterviews. Do remember to support the podcast by giving us a like, share, subscribe, and a follow on whatever lesson platform you're on. And yeah, if you want to get in touch and let me know who you would like to hear on the podcast next, you can also find me on socials. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's Finterviews at Finterviews Pod at Finterviews Podcast. You'll find me somewhere if you type in Finterviews online. Until next time, thank you so much for tuning in again. I'll chat to you later. Bye.